podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to your AI Fantasy Football Show. I'm your host as usual, Guy Drinkle. And joining me, it's another Silas week, in the, but I've got Jay with me as usual. How are you doing, Jay? Very good this week, mate. Uh, quite a good score, so obviously I'm here. Um, I don't know how Simon got on. I know he's uh, busy today, but he's not managed to make the pod, so maybe that suggests he didn't do as well as we thought. He's made up a dog that he has to go walk, apparently. Uh, uh, 52 points, so below average. That's why he's gone missing. Yeah, same for me. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I'm, I'm not allowed to go missing, so, you know. Uh, yeah, but you got, you got penalised probably purely for transfers. I still can't believe I brought Sonic. And you got above average, just technically, just. by two points. It's all we have. Yeah. Actually, no, I got a minus as well, so I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant stuff, brilliant stuff. But anyway, um, as we usually do, we start off with the scores. I'll go through mine. I got fifty-nine. I got minus four. Fifty-five. <sighs> and goal. Well, not in, not anymore, but he was in for this game week. Um, Trent and Gomez clean sheets. One transfer worked out for me with Gomez. Uh, Soyuncu won. We will talk about Leicester becoming Leicester <laughs> again soon. Um, Salah got six because of his uh, nice assist. Uh, Son, two, who I brought in for a game against Liverpool, even though I just brought in a Liverpool defender for some bloody reason. That's that's why you don't do podcasts and live transfers, people, because I'm blaming Jay. I did tell you. Yeah. Yeah, afterwards. Yeah. you got to be ahead of this. Can't unconfirm it. It can't be ahead of you with transfers. Of course you can. He's got to pick shit players and tell them not to buy. <laughs> mm. uh, but anyway, uh, De Bruyne got me 18, who was my captain, which were, I think only Richarlison in my team got higher than that, which, I mean, not captain an Everton player. I'm not a bloody lunatic. Um, I'm not a time traveller either because there will be someone who triple captained him. Uh, Richardson 10, as I said. Calvert Lewin will be going soon. He got one. Jimenez, two. And Vardy got five. Um, but we'll bring Vardy back up. Um, Serial Leicester, as I mentioned earlier. Lundstrom on my bench, who is always on my bench and always gets points when he's on my bench. So I will tell you if I've benched him or not um, at the end. So, Jay, what big ass number did you get? Uh, just 78. Um, which oh, it's, not. It's, it's not huge, but you know it's it's still better than fifty odd. Uh, I made one transfer last week after saying on the pod, "Why would I ever bother getting an Everton player?" I did. Um, so mm. apologies, welcome. apologies to everyone. <laughs> You're welcome. Copy Richard, me. Richardson was too persuasive, and then uh, speaking to the Blue Nose didn't work, they were like, we've got to win this week. I was like, well, I suppose you have. Um, and the only chance you've got to score is him or Calvert-Lewin, who got a goal this lad anyway. So, um, I took Ali out, brought Richarlison and paid off, obviously. He got mm. 10, as you've said. Uh, starting from the back, uh, Henderson in goal, clean sheet, 6, just about. Uh, Lundstrom, clean sheet, just about, got me 6. 
Trent six, Soyuncu one, Madison two, Mane three, and then mid rest of my midfield Ismail Asar. Please don't anyone buy him because he's doing well for me. <laughs> uh, assist got me six. De Bruyne got me nine. Vardy disappointed. Got five. I'm sure a lot of people were fuming the fact that he expected another route from him, but he only got five. Uh, my captain for the week against Mark Robertson's greatest wishes was Marcus Rashford, who got me 24 points. And I also have Mason Greenwood on the bench for good measure, who got me five. So, not a bad week all round. Um, you'd like to think, you know, after a good week, why, why change if it's not broke? But I have wildcarded, which we will speak about later, because I thought, well, there's a couple of players bothering me in there, so let's get the mouse and stay on top. Well, might as well get into your wild card now, to be honest. Cause oh, here we go. Go on then. Let's. Uh, what what's what's the big changes you've made? Um, I've made. I think it was five transfers uh, across my team. Uh, sub goalie. I had Adrian on my bench because I brought him in when Allison was out and left him there. So binned him off and just saved a point one or point two million. I think it was brought McGovern back in from Norwich just to sit on the bench. Um, I took out Madison because he's infuriating me with the fact he keeps getting twos and then he'll have one week in five. Um, kind of jumped on the bandwagon and gone for Grealish because if Aston Villa are going to score at any point, it's probably going to come from him or be assisted by him. Um, and he was reasonably cheap. He was 6.5, so I managed to save money on Madison for him. Um I had Mepham on my bench from Bournemouth. I binned him off and brought Ache in. I know Bournemouth do not keep clean sheets, but I literally just needed to defend and I thought they've got nice fixtures coming up in the next few weeks. They might actually somehow get a clean sheet. Or if they're going to score, he's potentially a goal threat. Um, they play Norwich, Brighton and Villa in the next three games. So you'd like to think they might get something out of them. So he might come in for the odd game. Uh, what was the change? Oh yeah, I after the great game week, I binned off Marcus Rashford because he's playing the pool, so he's not going to score. I'm not jinxing him. We're just that good at the back, so he won't score. And I brought in Bobby Firmino because Bobby's Bobby, and we've got a double game week the week after some sort of pre-plan on the head. I did want three Liverpool players in who play rather than have Adrian on the bench, so that leaves me with Trent, Mane, and Firmino who. You'd imagine we'll probably start both of the games across the double game week. And then I took out Mason Greenwood because he's sort of coming off the bench and maybe getting 20 minutes here and there and maybe the odd goal or assist. And I went for the bandwagon player that I imagine a few people are probably jumping on and it's Troy Deeney. Even though he's only selected by 1.2%, um, I imagine a few people might start looking towards Wofford with more attention, the fact that they've managed to scrape themselves out the bottom three, four wins out of five, I think it is. And uh, They've got Tottenham at home. Tottenham ain't really offering much. We've seen that ourselves. Mm. Uh, so there's a potential there from the win for, for Watford. And they've also got a few nice friendly fixtures after that as well um, coming up. And I think they'll probably secure themselves safe in the, in the next few weeks. So mm-hmm. Across February, they've got uh, away to Villa, Holmes Everton, away to Brighton, and then it sort of gets a little bit sticky for them in Feb and March. But at that point, I'll probably bin them off again and 
find someone else. But I think the next few weeks is maybe a small differential could be had there. Yeah, I mean, I, I've brought in. Um, well, I've got two. I've got same as you. I've got two Watford assets on the. Uh, on fan tracks, which is obviously a very different game because I'm actually bloody good at fan tracks. Um, I've got Deeney and Sarah in that, but the same, they're definitely on a, a massive upturn. I think we've uh, uh, discussed that pretty much every pod since PS since um, they performed quite well against us, didn't they? Um, yeah, yeah. I said at the time they they were impressive considering what they've been through against us. They were they were they were resolute and they were organised and it. it it sounded so cliche for the the old English managers to come in and get them organised and play four four two or whatever. But he actually he actually is a, a decent manager. He proves it at Leicester, and like uh, I think the fact that there's that many nationalities there and changes at Watford, and it's a very strangely run club. Yet they probably just need mm. someone to come in with a more of an iron fist and just say, "This is how it's happening," and it's clearly paid off. So, fair play to Nigel. He's, he's he's done a decent job only for the fact that we don't lose games. That he probably would have been more recognised with the manager of the month award for December. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's it's one of them where <laughs> Klopp wins every game, but you think, yeah, he's expected. Whereas if Nigel Pearson, Nigel Pearson pretty much did do for Watford, you think he probably does deserve it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it's one of them, isn't it? But no, I think I I agree with you. I think. They're on such an upturn, and I think their squad. I think we've said it pretty much every podcast that they have. They had no business being in the bottom three, and I, I ultimately don't think they will in the end. Um, so yeah, that'll be good. But uh, yeah, you mentioned Saar. He's probably been um, the best sneaky pickup since Pearson's came in. Probably even before that, because I think he was starting to come into the team a bit more. But certainly since Pearson's came in. Um, yeah, the United assets going. Um, I think Rashford has obviously been their one sure thing after the early part of the season, where it was between him and Martial. I don't think anyone would have Martial over him now, um, unless you're really stuck for a midfielder rather than a striker. Um, but yeah, Rashford out for our game, it, it definitely makes sense. And Greenwood... The thing is with Greenwood, if, he, if he's... I'm not sure how much he is nowadays, but if, he, if he's just a... Uh, a wild, a wild, not wild card, but you know what I mean. A wild card option for your bench. It does make sense if he does start, but if you're looking for a consistent star, then yeah. Um, who else did you get rid of or get in? Uh, I got rid of Madison just quickly mm. on Greenwood. Forty-three thousand mm-hmm. people have brought him in this week. He's still four point three million, so it's obviously you see your third choice striker, but yeah. Um, Against those, Jesus. Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I mean, United's fixtures after they play us, they've got two home fixtures against Burnley and Wolves. Wolves mm-hmm. will be a test. Burnley mm-hmm. is Burnley at the moment. So, like, there's yeah. potential there. But against Liverpool's a very uh, optimistic um, pick, you could say. Uh, yeah, I got rid of Madison because mm-hmm. I think we've we've spoke about him over previous weeks. He's he's very frustrating in terms of like. You kind of expect Leicester to to beat teams like we. we I think everyone probably would have had them down to beat Southampton if you would have picked Southampton to win that two one. Then you are the time traveller. Um, but his last game weeks, if we take it back, he got two against Southampton the week before Leicester. He got eleven. Then it was one one two two nine and ten. So for weeks, he's he hasn't really been hitting. 
any form, and I know Leicester have sort of hit a sticky patch, but I said pre-pod, I think their wheels have started to come off now, and the the title was never there for them anyway, but it was always a, a dream that they, they could stay in the hunt with us in City, and I think over the next three or four weeks, I think you'll see City open up a gap on Leicester as well, and it'll all become not necessarily a two-horse race, but it'll become a clear top two. Um, and they'll sort of just hang on for their top four position because they've got a gap on the rest. But uh, even Vardy, I'm sure he probably pissed off a lot of people by a lot of those people captain them, expecting goals mm. against Southampton. But the form book did say that Southampton were in, in an upturn. So it, was, it wasn't that much of a surprise. And, they go to Burnley this week. Burnley need the results. Um, but Burnley's Burnley. And then they've got a couple of home games against West Ham and Chelsea. So maybe the the might get a couple of performances there. But West Ham under a new manager, Chelsea fighting for points. You don't know what team you're going to get. So it all does become a little bit sticky. Then they've got Wolves and Man City. So I think by the end of February, you'll probably see a gap between Leicester and Man City. And maybe... If you are looking to cash in on Leicester assets, it might now be the time to look at that. And they've not kept a clean sheet for the last couple of games either. So on Tuesday, not really picking up the high points that he, he was mm. uh, previously. So yeah, uh, it could be the time that you cash in on them. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. To be honest, I mean, shall shall we go into Leicester? I mean, you mentioned them there, kind of slipping down in. Well, in the in the agenda, I've put Leicester becoming Leicester, which I'm not sure what I mean by that. But I think losing against Southampton, it doesn't really answer too many questions because, as you said, Southampton are on a probably even bigger uptick than Watford, as we mentioned. Um, but and they've got Danny Ings is like the most informed player in the league at the minute, weirdly. But uh, I know they've got. Who have they got in fixtures? Do, do, do. Who have they had or who have they got coming up? Who have they got coming up? Uh, Burnley, West Ham, Chelsea, Wolves, Man City, Norwich. That takes them to the end of Feb. Mm. Um, it's a bit of a mix. That. And they're still in the FA Cup, as far as I remember. Uh, and mm. they've still got the second leg of the... Carabao. Yeah. yeah, so they've got a little bit of a pile-up coming up in terms of actual total fixtures, which I, th- I think maybe it, it adds into the theory of like Brendan being a decent manager if he can get them on the coaching field and work on something Monday to Friday and then they play Saturday or Sunday where when it becomes the pile-up of two games a week and He's, he's not got as much time on the, the coaching field and he, you actually have to listen to your sports scientists and know when to play players and when to give them time to recover because they don't make a whole mass of changes. That he might have just burnt a few players out and he's sort of maybe being found out a little bit and that was his limitation at Liverpool where he, he couldn't manage Europe and the league and when it all become his time to rotate, he got it so wrong we all... Obviously, half back to the game in the in the Bernabeu when he got it so wrong. Um, but maybe without it being publicised that much, this is the limitation of Rodgers where he, he can't manage a squad to play two games a week. So 
would that then stop him from becoming a top manager? Yeah, it's it's a strange one with uh, with that because uh, yeah, you're you're right. He, he, the more games we had at Liverpool, um, the worse it got. I mean, thirteen, fourteen, we didn't have Europe at all, did we? That was one of our advantages. Um, but in terms of the squad, I mean, I am I didn't I only watch the match of the day highlights of the Southampton game. I can't remember the last time I watched a Leicester game actually. But um, in terms of FPL, I mean, Burnley away. As we keep saying, Burnley aren't Burnley anymore, so that's definitely a keep. West Ham at home, it's a keep because, well, David Moyes is is not some huge saviour, let's be honest. Um, Chelsea at home, unless they sign like Koulibaly in the next few days, um, that's still going to be defensively quite weak. And then, then probably a couple hard games in Wolves away and Man City at home. But, mm, I mean... Rather than talking about the fixtures, I mean, you, you said there the, the kind of the burnout in the squad. I mean, Vardy had a little bit of break whether he was out partying over Christmas or, his, or did actually have a kid. Who knows? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wetting the, wet the baby's head with WKD. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think if you're going to... I think going off Vardy, I mean, I mentioned it before we start recording, it might be a tactic if you want to... Spend elsewhere, but it's probably a risky one because there's, there's at least three good attacking fixtures there. But I mean, if he doesn't score against Burnley, then you could probably reconsider that. But, I mean, Vardy aside, is there anyone that Tempton? worth keeping? I mean, you obviously Madison. I, I agree with you to get rid of Madison because he's he's so patchy. I don't think he's had consistent returns since like the start of the season. Um, Taylorman's uh. same crack. Perez, when he plays, can mm. be hit and miss. Just look on and say on Choose points. One point against Leicester. Uh, one point against Southampton, sorry for Leicester. Um, previous week, eight points against Newcastle, clean sheet. Three game weeks before that, zero, zero, zero. And then three Ooh, and two. Dear. So without realising it, he has not picked up any points. and. Mm. 43,000 people have transferred him out this week. 21,000 have brought him in. So, hmm. neither here or there, you can't really gain anything from that. But there might be a, an argument to say there's a better price defender who might give you an option for more clean sheets at that position. Maybe, obviously, everyone's instant eyes go towards Sheffield United and Liverpool. And I think you've got Gomez. If you've not got three Liverpool players, isn't Gomez around that sort of price bracket that you could sort of squeeze him in given the fact that we've we've got a, a good uh, run of fixtures really yeah five Gomez 5.2 see on choose for 4.8 oh that's what I bought him in there he's at 5.1 yeah yeah um, I mean if you got enough easier fixtures the, the team that have got the run of three green fixtures is Everton, but it's Everton. Yeah, I've, um, got, I've got a question about, well, there's, there's three teams with good fixtures and they're all a bit shit, so yeah. we'll, talk, we'll talk about who to get from where mm-hmm. in later. But, I mean, just having a having a quick gander around it, I mean, another one's Bournemouth, I think that's probably either the one that you're going to pick up on. Um, and then, there's not really a lot else around there. Maybe, West Ham purely because they've got games, but it, it doesn't it doesn't fill you with confidence. So would you be better off with the devil you know and staying with Leicester because Leicester are the 
a better team on paper. Um, mm. it, 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 it's, it's an odd one, but apart from the fact that Sheffield United have got two red fixtures and the fact that they, they go to Arsenal and they host Man City, I'd maybe just pause on them for a couple of weeks and then they've got yeah. five green fixtures, uh, three of which are at home, which seems to be an unknown fortress that a lot of teams are struggling there. Obviously, we we probably get into the VAR situation in a minute, but they've got, uh, after they've got Arsenal and City, they then ho- go to Palace, host Bournemouth, host Brighton, go to Villa, host Norwich, go to Newcastle. So, on the form guide, you'd probably say there's two or three potential clean sheets in there for Sheffield United. And mm-hmm. I think that they're more than safe now, given what they've done so far in this season. And um, I think next year's FPL will be quite interesting how they price up the the Sheffield United players. Obviously, everyone's on Lundstrom, but being a midfielder, prices as a defender and stuff. But, Lundstrom, eight million defender. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it, it's it's probably baffled a lot of people what they've done but fair play to them and uh, yeah they're, they're a good little outfit it'll be interesting what they do next year and if they actually buy any any other sort of types of players or whether they just stick with the model that they've got and make sure players fit their system rather than buying names because obviously the only sort of name that they brought in of any note was Ravel Morrison and Mm. <laughs> they've rescued Jack Rodwell from yeah. somewhere I was going to say now Jack Rodwell is there. well like, I think it's just purely for bands that they've brought them and I don't think they're actually going to play for I completely forgot Ravel Morrison was there I think he played like one game wasn't he? yeah oh, dear. Oh. he's just partying every night in Rotherham yeah. or something probably probably yeah but yeah I think with Leicester I mean it's probably best to wait and see as you say there's not many there's not we're probably the only team with concrete good fixtures well, probably after the United game, because that'll either be nil-nil or seven-all, let's be honest. Um, no, it will not. Well, well, it's going to either be nil-nil or it's going to have lots of goals, probably in our favour. That's probably the best way of saying it. Um, but yeah, you're right. Not many not many teams have completely good fixtures, like even Man City. Where the hell are Man City? Man City have a mix of, I mean, Crystal Palace at home. Mm, nah. They don't really have a defence anymore, but as you say, Sheffield United away, tough game, Tottenham away, Mourinho, West Ham at home, they'll win 8-0, then Leicester away and Arsenal, they'll score, but they'll probably concede as well. Um, so yeah, Man City don't have a clear running, whereas Leicester have a mixed one, so it's probably best keeping um, at least their attacking assets. I mean, moving off Sionchu, if you if you can get decent money for whenever you bought him in, that's probably fair. You could probably look at a team, I don't know, Brighton have really good fixtures coming up, Bournemouth is a no-no, but we'll, we'll get on to them um, later on in the podcast. Um, we've mentioned Watford there, and we, you've, you've got Sar and Dini. Is, um, is Delafeu tempting or any other asset? I mean, Decore playing as a number 10, though? Um, I'd probably say Decore was the more tempting one out of those two names. Um, there's not really a lot else around that sort of Wofford team and they've brought a couple of players in I mean Jao Pedro I think we we mentioned him last yeah, week and then they've, they've brought a lad in from Italy or the, yeah. they're very close to bringing him in mm-hmm. I think someone on Sky for whatever they can be worth believing um, is saying he's he's more of like a, a Delifeu type player like an out winger and 
he might just be a bit more competition and for him and Saar, but I don't think he's going to replace Saar because he's yeah he was pricey and he, he is turning it on at the moment. Um, is there a lot else at Watford? Let's have a little look, but I don't. Not on really strikes you as maybe only Foster um, in goal. Yeah, because yeah, he, yeah. he he gets a lot of save bonuses. Um, they kept a couple of clean sheets lately as well, which is handy for them. Um, Pereira come off the bench didn't he last week and got a goal, so he's not really the player he was last season. I think it was the start of last season. He was flying and everyone was on the Pereira bandwagon. But there's not a lot, not a lot else there. Um, maybe you might have a a cheaper defender as your fourth or fifth choice, depending on whether you play a back three or a back four. You yeah, can... they're pretty much all, well. All their defenders are cheap, aren't they? That's <laughs> that's the good they're thing. All, they're uh, all around four two yeah. to four four. Dawson's uh, the only one above four five, I think. Yeah, I did hear something the other day saying that when Cabasele plays, they concede. Less, I think it was. Yeah, I'm sure I saw that as well. He's just a yeah. he's just a bit of a mad lad with getting sent off, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's got no sort of self control. But um, I mean, I I couldn't. I could probably have a guess of who their back four was, but I'd, I'd be guessing and saying it was maybe Cabasali, mm. Messina, Kafkas, and Femenia. I'd say were probably their I think... starting back four. Um. Yeah, I think when he first came in, I think he was playing Mariapa at right-back, um, Cabaselli Kafka, and I think he played Firmino at left-back, but Firmino's injured because I, I brought Firmino in, but he got injured. Um, but yeah, now it's I think they played Messina at left-back in the last game, and I think it was Dawson, Kafka, Mariapa. I think I might be wrong on that, but I, I don't think... I think, as you say... We couldn't name them. Probably that's because they're all similar quality. <laughs> that's probably the. I mean, that's probably the reason why Watford have probably stagnated a bit, whereas they could have got gone up a level. I think is that. I mean, they're not investing in defense other than Craig Dawson, who was playing right back. He's West been thirty four forever. Yeah, yeah. I think didn't we talk about this like a few a few weeks ago, where he's actually like twenty nine. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure yeah. I'm older than Craig Dawson, which is <laughs> bizarre. Um, I, I don't know how that works, but apparently I think I am. Um, I could be wrong, but either way, he had a very hard paper on when he was a child. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the uh, I mean, there's not a, there's not a lot in terms of standout names. But as we said, that Pearson's got them doing something, and it's mm. working for them. I mean, if, um, if you're looking, say, if you as we mentioned with last time, Sionchu, if I know he's four point eight for me, but say if you've got him in recently, you get about five. He's on about five mil, five point one or whatever you've bought him. You could easily go down to someone like I mean, Kafka's probably the mainstay. I know he's only got fifty nine points, but if they're on an uptick, he's four point three now. You could easily make point seven or something like that, depending yeah, on where you got him. He, so I think there's I think there's moves there, and as you say, Foster. I mean, he's four point nine, which it's kind of difficult if you. A knobhead like me who had Pope, but if you if you have a similar keeper, I mean, probably Gaeta is the best one around there. But if you're looking for something different, Foster at four point nine is not too bad. Um, but yeah, there's there's not a, there's not a huge amounts. But if you pick up, I mean, Delafay, you can go in purple patches. Deeney's quite consistent if he's fit. Um, Decor, I mean, Decori, I think he started off at like six, which was too much, but now he's five point six. 
I mean, I wouldn't mind having that in the team, but Sars the midfielder you want from there, unless especially if you want to ruin Jay's season, um, which I will do soon. Um, It'll be you or Adam who brings him in, and then yeah, as absolutely. soon as he comes in, he's going else. Absolutely. But he, even the next few fixtures for Spurs, you'd, you'd fancy them. Like, add on, add on to Spurs this weekend. There's no reason to say why Watford can't win that. Um, mm. They go to Villa, then they host Everton, then they go to Brighton. I mean, if Watford picked up between seven and ten points in them games, you would not be surprised at all. Um, yeah. And the home form, like, I, I know that it's a very weird sort of ground. It's only really small and compact, but if they bother to actually get behind them, I think it was maybe last season or the season before when they played Spurs and they got right behind the team and it was like a really feisty atmosphere. Mm, I remember that, yeah. They sort of rattled Spurs and they didn't know what to do and they beat them. I think that might have been like a 3-2 game or something like that. I can't remember exactly, but when they actually bothered to get behind them and I think the catalyst all works through Troy Deeney, the fact that he was yeah. out for the, for the majority of the start of the season. He sort of... It's it's cliched again, but he he starts on the front and it, it works backwards. So if he's if he's chasing players down, and I don't think he'll then allow someone else not to just not to chase the players down after them. So it sort of all works off him. Um, so they just need to keep him fit, and they, they'll be they'll be fine. I mean, they've got a I still got a few tricky games to play when you just look at the fixtures. There's a few fours in there, but I think they'll have enough just to maybe get themselves up to about 14th or 15th with about three or four games to spare and they'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Um, Let's move on from Watford and, I mean, probably quickly about United. There is literally only two players I'd own, but um, let's go into Bruno Fernandes then. I mean, I... There's no point talking about Rashford or Martial, so let's let's do the Bruno chat. Um, is he is is he the sort of player that could make United more of a threat? I know they've been in somewhat good form um, recently. I know they've slipped up with like Arsenal and well, they always, they always tend to slip up. I think they got beat by like Watford as well. Um, but they de- they definitely have good attacking players. I mean Martial when he's fit. He seems to connect very well with Rashford. Rashford has been in great form this season. But if you put Bruno Fernandes into midfield rather than Batic, I know they're completely different players, but it mixes it up a bit. If you put an actual attacker midfield in there over... Let's say Lingard. Lingard's the one. <laughs> yes, that's so... That, the young fella from Manchester. Yeah, the, the up-and-comer. Um, mm. If you trade out Lingard and put Bruno Fernandes in, it, 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 does that transform him into, I don't know... 13 14 issues without with obviously without Suarez. Um I don't I don't know. I don't know enough about mm. Bruno Fernandez. I don't no, claim so. to be like Dave who will probably be on suicide. What should he go and actually sign for United because he's he's wanted them for the pool for so long. But um I think maybe he's the player they thought Pogba was gonna be for them in He's going to break the lines from midfield and cause an attack and threat, link the midfield to the attack. And we've all seen his highlight reel and smashing goals in from anything from 18 yards out to 40 yards, which I think he scored the other week. Um, 
he's obviously got some sort of ability because we've all seen it. He, he was a probably the standout player for sport on an R friendly game in the summer. I know friendlies are to be taken with a pinch of salt, but you could see he was a, a cut above what the rest was. So he he's probably got the the potential to go there and, and be a, a whale beater, but it doesn't solve the, the rest of the shite that they've got. Um, mm, and plus, going from Portugal to United when your oof. manager's... Ollie. <laughs> yeah, your manager's Ollie going to Solskjaer. You, you played in midfield with... I mean, Fred's probably been their best player this season, bar Rashford. Probably but, Fred but and still... McTominay, who they've got at the moment to be their starting mm. And McTominay, McTominay is injured, so it'll be someone even shitter than that. Probably Pereira is it who plays in the midfield. I, I don't yeah. know. I don't... <laughs> yeah, it's like... I, I, mean, I don't pay any to... attention yeah. to them. It's like... like, I know Fred plays all the time, and then it's like a mix of Matic and every other shite player they've got. Uh... Coming, I, I know, was slightly off-piste, but the playing us this Sunday, I will only be bothered if Rashford's playing, because... Mm-hmm. He's the only real genuine threat that they've got. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not even like I've I've got their t- I've got their transfers in front of me. I like I'm not even looking at the defense. Like, why would you order one of their defenders? Like, like, I, I would not. I don't fear United like he used to because they're not what they are, and we're, we're completely flipped. And what 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 we was to what what they was, and it's a complete flip. But their team, it, I he used to fear when. You play United, mm-hmm. play oh, I don't, don't want, don't want him playing, don't want him playing, don't, don't like the look of them. But genuinely, right now, if 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 you put their team sheet right down in front of you, you'd say is Rashford on it, and then you go, well, I'm not, I'm not bothered with all the rest because we we went all over the park with them. But it's just his his pace and he has got ability. Um, there's no denying that. But the rest of the team, yeah, just whatever the ten players they choose to throw out then throw out there because we're better all over the park um, it's just a, you know what what tactic United are going to do they're going to try and play Rashford in between the gap of Trent and the centre half but if it's Gomez then no problem Gomez has been a beast for the last six or seven weeks I'm sure he'll he'll throw his, his shoulder in and you know just work his magic he, he's fast enough to keep up with Rashford as well so we'll, we'll be fine um, but that that's says a lot about the United team that that's the only player really you, you genuinely sort of have any fear of. Um, with Fernandez, he's not going to be there this weekend because Sporting won't release him because they play Benfica on Friday night and they want him to play that game big Lisbon derby. So he's not eligible to move because they won't let him and then therefore he won't be registered to play against us. So if he does come in, it might be mm-hmm. after um, they've played us and Having a quick look at their fixtures, not exactly excitable, but they got two home games against Burnley and Wolves. We all know the trouble that Wolves can cause anybody. Um, and I think they play them tonight or tomorrow in the FA Cup replay, depending on when we yeah. get this pod house. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. tonight, I think. And, and then, then they're they've... also in the League Cup as well. So they, well, they yeah. got they got tonked by Man City. So they might. I say I put a week. I, I say put a weekend team out, but. You know, there's mm. not not much more you can do. <laughs> um, yeah, they might just concede that one, um, mm. and then we sort of get into February, and all right, the European football's back for the big boys, but they've 
they've still got to compete in the the second rate European trophy that is on offer. Um, and they're against Minule, if I remember correctly. Adi, Bruges, I think, I think they're against Club Bruges. Bruges. I think I'm right in saying that. Yeah, well, they they might get through that one because you know it's, it's poor Simon's in goal. We all know what Simon's like, but as the season goes on, they might actually start facing a couple of teams in that, and they've sort of got to play in a very weakened team throughout the Europa League, as probably most teams would, because they're not asked about it. But when it sort of gets serious, then mm, you, you'd be interested to see how they get on. And United will be United. The, the longer they stay down there, the absolute better. Mm-hmm. And they don't get the top four. I think this is the season... I think Mo's touched on it a few times on Twitter and on a couple of podcasts when he's done his money talks. Mm-hmm. Um, that if they don't get Champions League, their sponsorship deals start to dramatically decrease, which will then have a knock-on effect in terms of finances. And I think he put out this week that our finances have gone on a, such an upturn next year. If they don't make Champions League this year, they're at the projected... Uh, Profits are that we overtake them. I think that was right that we'd be the biggest grossing earning club in England. Yeah, I think that sounds right. I think uh, one came out uh, last night. I, I edited it, but as you do, you kind of skip through <laughs> trying to find yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'll give it a full listen today. Yeah. But um, I mean that that just shows that a the the work that FSG have done with Liverpool off the field um, to financially make us competitive again um, and be just the way that Klopp's done on the field that we've managed to get a team that five, six years ago were, were, were way behind United even and we've gone that far ahead of them now that everyone's looking at us envious so fair play to the boys on and off the field for that um, I know it's not FPL relevant but you have to get it in there don't we Oh absolutely absolutely well let, let's move Let's actually move on to us because who cares about United? They've literally got one, two players if you really want Martial. Um, I mean, with us, the problem FPL-wise is which three do you pick, seemingly? Obviously, you've got to, we've got to talk about the double game week, um, which is Wolves and West Ham. Uh, I'll bring the West Ham chat in towards the end as well because, yeah, they're still shit. Um, but with us, I mean, would you would you... Rather have double attack or double defence? Um, I've sort of gone to double attack in terms of got Mane and Firmino, but obviously Mane's still registered in the mm-hmm. midfield, which yeah. I think that might change next year. I think FPL will get onto this and change Mane and Salah into attackers because Boring. <laughs> they'll ruin the game for everyone. But uh, yeah, I've got those two in Trent. I think anyone would any sort of knowledge of FPL knows you've got to have one of our fullbacks. Um, then you've got to have one of Mane and Salah. And then it's just a choice of who your third player is. Do you go for a double fullback or double midfielder? Do you gamble like I've done and put Firmino in because it's very hit and miss with Bobby whether you get the actual points for him because he does that much as we all know but he doesn't get the recognition in terms of assists and goals. Um, and do you do you go with the clean sheets because you've been keeping them? Do you do you, do you put Gomez in like yourself or do you go for Alisson, who's a high-priced goalkeeper who's now proven his value and 
he's conceded less goals than games he's played, I think it is, or clean sheets. I think he's yeah, conceded far like and he's kept six clean sheets. I know he's played half a season, sort of. But you just don't feel you're not on an... Um, I don't know. You've got to have three of them. You've got to have three. Whatever three you go with, it's just a gamble. And I suppose then it's the case of who do you captain? Um, I'd probably go with Manny across those two game weeks because mm-hmm. he's the, the fella in form. But it quite conceivably could just be Salah. Um, yeah, I think if you that's the question, really. I think most people will have one of it, well, at least one of Man, uh, Manny or Salah. Some will have two. Um, I don't think many will have Bobby, such as yourself. How much is Bobby owned? He is 9.8, so it's not tiny, but it's not huge. Um, but yeah, I think captaincy... I mean, people may get spicy in Captain Trent, I suppose, but I think the safest bet is Salah or Mane. I mean, is, is it safety first with Mane, or do you think maybe Salah... Could finally have one of them games where he scores a hat trick or consecutive hat tricks or something like that. I mean, what what would you go like? We're obviously in very different positions, whereas I'm doing quite shit so, and I only have Salah. Uh, I'll definitely be captaining him for the double game week. Whereas you've got Mane and Bobby. I mean, you obviously want to win our money league. Is there a chance you could captain Bobby and maybe Ryder? Pretty much <laughs> only you and Time Travels have, ta- have captained him. Ooh, I don't know. Um, I, me, me head just says go with Manny because he's he's the sensible option, and the majority of people, as you say, will have Manny or Salah captain. So you're gonna be scoring level points. Where if you go with Bobby, there's a risk that if Manny or Salah do back a few goals and they're not your captain, and you're missing out on twelve to fifteen points or more. Um, Whereas if you've got one of them, then you sort of say level pegging with the majority of players in the game. I think the Salah madness is probably going to come towards middle of end of February. He got a lovely run of fixtures, February. Um, mm. He's better at home as well. I mean, yeah. I after mean, after just, the double game week, we've got Southampton at home, Norwich away, but Norwich can't defend, and then West Ham at home. Which is it's a good Wof, it's a good block Wof for the way ball mm-hmm. at home. So like that's pretty much that, that's all the bad teams in the Premier League <laughs> in yeah, a spell. I mean, I mean, if we could conceive to just go then five games across February and the first one into March and not concede a goal and just put the ribbons on the title because. You, you don't see us losing the game anyway. I, I think our hardest game to come is Wolves away. Um, Thursday night at Mullen, you could be a little bit feisty. Mm. They cause us a lot of problems with the way they set up. Um, and they didn't have a diamond in him when they starting, so they, they could be a bit more of a threat. So obviously, we'll have a couple more players back that we didn't have for the Wolves game. And we won't be coming off a fatigued December Um which I think was a massive factor in that game. Uh, that's obviously the the back end of the double game week, but wedged in between that is the FA Cup game. So I think we all, we all kind of obviously want to see Wolves beat Man United in the FA Cup and knock Man United out of another trophy, but it gives Wolves another fixture that weekend and they don't 
overly rotate. I mean, mm-hmm. they sort of might change four or yeah. five where we they have not we, they have not scored, does it? That's the thing. We will probably make ten, eleven changes for the FA Cup game, which obviously is a way through has been now after last night's results. So we'll keep our our lads, main lads, mainly fresh for that. So uh, that 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 for me is our only tough fixture on paper, and obviously it comes at the back of the double game week. So. Um, mm, I, I'd, I'd just go Mane just to be safe mm-hmm. uh, you might get some hips that who goes for Trent or Robertson um, but I think you sort of the, the, if there's a chance that we're going to concede a goal it could be in one of those games obviously both away from home there's there's always more chance of conceding away from home than there is at home because it's a fortress at Anfield but um, I don't see us conceding more than one really I think if anyone scores more than one against us, then they've probably got a fair shot at maybe getting points off us because you need to score at least two to probably get something out of us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But I think Mane is the safest choice unless you only have Salah like myself, then do Salah. But if you're really struggling, which, I mean, suppose I am, maybe go for a risky one in either Trent or or Bobby if you have them. Or maybe Robbo. I'd probably say Trent's more. Um, more of a safe bet going forward um, this season. Um, but yeah, just uh, probably do Mane if you've got Mane. Um, Christ, I just saw Southampton's fixtures after they play us. It's all green. Good God, I will be getting Danny Ings at some point. <laughs> um, ah, that's my uh, Troy Deeney transfer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's already lined up. <laughs> Good God. Um, what have I put in the agenda? West Ham are still shit. Yes, that's that's correct. Um, <laughs> uh, they are obviously lost to Sheffield United, which is not no shame um, this season, as we mentioned towards the uh, the middle of the pod, is that Sheffield United are actually good. Um, but West Ham, I mean, they obviously beat Bournemouth. Everyone beats Bournemouth 4-0. I mean, they scraped by Gillingham in the cup, if I remember correctly. But that Sheffield United game, I mean, I, I did fall asleep, to be honest, watching it. But what I did watch was West Ham still being... Well, West Ham. <laughs> yeah, they were still pretty crap, let's be honest. Um, mm. I know they've got a few injuries. They were linked with that Getson Fernandez who just went to Spurs. Um and probably do need more midfielders when your midfield is completely Mark Noble and uh, Declan Rice. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think last week we kind of speculated it's definitely a wait and see. We've waited, we've seen. Um, still no one to own. I mean, even I know it's a double game week against us, but is there anyone you'd take a gamble on? No, not, not, not even that. The fact that they've got Everton at home then the double game week, unfortunately, is less than Liverpool. So, what do you get out of that? Would be interesting. Mm-hmm. And then the home to Brighton. So, like, there's a potential there for to maybe think, oh, you might get a, a small profit off a couple of players. But I think maybe you could look at Snodgrass or Noble in your midfield, just as like your fourth or fifth midfield, depending on what formation yeah. you play. Um, they're really overpriced. They, like Anderson six six, like it's not worth it. There's not a lot there, even like the Lanz- Lanzini's six point two, and he's never fit at the moment. Antonio's injured again. Um, they, they, there's just not a lot there at West Ham. Like when you when you look through their their squad, like especially on FPL, there's not a lot you'd even be 
even think I'd have him in my squad because mm. why would you? Um, you could maybe sort of, if you needed a defender, go for like Diop, 4.4 or Bob Wenner. He doesn't but, even, like, Diop's not even a guaranteed starter. Which is no, you, you just don't know what's going to come, mm. and especially with Davy there. So, yeah, I think there's a massive swerve. Um, like, just looking at their absolute, like their overall ownage, their highest owned player is uh, what's his first name? Will Winston Reed is three point nine million, <laughs> and he's owned by four point eight percent, and that's purely because he is the cheapest defender on the game. Good God. And then the next highest owned player is owned by three point one percent of players is Felipe Anderson, and I'd say three percent of them are probably West Ham fans. Or, um, or they're not playing anymore. <laughs> yeah, they, they picked them at the start of the season and forgot that they had an FBR account. Um, because there's literally there's nothing. And that, I think the fact that the selection percentage of their players says it all about their team. Um, yeah, they don't even like have a pookie or anything that's like just... Really no. There's, there's nothing there, is there? Yeah, they've got Haller, but like, mm. he's in the, he's fell into the same sort of boy... As boy, uh, boy vortexes. Uh, <laughs> that was a void and vortex put together. Yeah, uh, uh, the same vortex as what Joel Linton's fell into. I think at Newcastle, where I don't think it's. I don't think it's that. Oh, yeah, they have, they've, <laughs> they've come from Germany and they, Na- this 90, big barely forward, and you think, oh, ninety you know, mil, ninety mil, them two cost together. <laughs> maybe, maybe we're getting something along. You know, your big powerful lad who's played in the Bundesliga. Who's used to be powerful. Lewandowski, yeah, he might be like him. No, he's, not. <laughs> no, he's really not. Um, West Ham just need Jovic, and you put them two together, it's money. I'll probably, oh. I'll probably not hire David Moyes to get the best out of the team. <laughs> well, he could use the Spanish negotiation skills with Real Madrid and get him off the Real Madrid, couldn't he? Yeah, oh God. <laughs> Hi, this uh, is David Moyes. <laughs> yeah. Jesus uh, Christ. Hola, it's David. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. Although I did see, I know it's nothing to do with this, but Real Madrid linked with Timo Werner. Do you think, have they not learned buying strikers from Germany? <laughs> it <Jeez>. doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work, so just leave him alone. I, I know he's not he's not coming to us, but just leave him alone. They're just going to play Ben Zerber anyway, so stop yeah. it. <laughs> uh, ben Zerber will play there till he's 110. And then, then they might give Rodrigo a game. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, massive swear from West Ham. I, I, yeah, I don't see any point in in why people would even be tempted to look at them, even if, if they have got sort if, of handsome fixtures coming up after. If they look completely different against Sheffield United, I probably would have considered like Felipe Anderson, but they just look like the same old turgid shite, really. So yeah, uh, uh, there's nothing there, especially now, especially the double game week, as you say. I mean, we kind of criticised Leicester earlier on, but still, it's this, at Leicester, yeah. So. Exactly. So there's there's no point there, and as you say, no. against us, well, bar, just, barring us fucking up, they are not doing anything against us. If you actually take a look at West Ham's fixtures, which um, Evan at home is a green, and they've got two pink fixtures, less than Liverpool. Then a green against Brighton, and they've got two heavy purple fixtures, which is Man City and Liverpool away. Then they've got a green against Southampton. Then a pink away to Arsenal. Then they host Wolves, then they go to Spurs and host Chelsea. That's all 
just leading up to Easter. At which Jesus. point they could well just be buried in that bottom three because that's a hell of a run of fixtures considering they've hardly got a squad. Um, so it's it's quite the task that Moise has got on his hands there. It sort of gets slightly easier after Easter, but at that point you've only got seven games to sort of save your life. Um, so mm. it could be a it could be a long old season for West Ham. <laughs> Moise could be gone. <laughs> Next time we play West Ham, he could be gone. Mm. So we played them twice in three and a half weeks, so you could actually have Moise for one game and Big Sam for the other, or. Maybe you could big up the big tone. Tony, big tone. yes, Tony Pulis watch on West Ham in the Championship. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful, what? big tone, big That's tone, the Irons Hammers cap. <laughs> oh my God, uh, he would not. Claret and blue is not his colour, but I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. Um, yeah, we'll move on from West Ham because I mean I could talk to Tony Pulis all day because who couldn't? Um, <laughs> as I mentioned earlier, there's there's a uh, Three varying levels of shit team uh, who've got decent fixtures, and that is um, Bournemouth, Brighton, and the Ev. Um, certainly the next four. I mean, from them three teams, I mean, let's start with Bournemouth because they're the ones in the freest of falls. Um, but they've got the golden fixture against Norwich. Um, but they have been dropping like a stone for a long while now like is there a single player because i know you had like metham and stuff like that simply just to have someone but no there's no one i can recommend from bournemouth they are that bad no um even the callum wilson train stopped hasn't it um i think he he started off okay didn't he the start of the season yeah he did yeah even harry wilson as well he sort of come to a standstill um there's not, there's not a lot there to be sort of picking up on. Uh, Fraser's not really getting a look in because of his contract mm-hmm. situation. Six point nine is a lot of money as well for the midfielder um, who's not playing. <sighs> Oof. I've gone for Ake to fill in on my bench. Four point eight million. Mm. Kind of maybe thinking that. Well, he's their best defender. Yeah, they were keeping might... clean sheets before he got injured. Yeah, he isn't that bad, and they've got a nice run of fixtures coming up. He might keep a couple of clean sheets in that, um, especially the home games they've got, Brighton and Villa at home. They'll be interesting to see. Um, but he could also end up at Chelsea because they, mm. they do need to defend that he's been the one most linked. And if he goes to Chelsea, he's got more chance of keeping a clean sheet. Only a little bit, but more chance. Just a smidge. <laughs> yeah, given, given the fact that, like, you know, they've actually got some sort of solidness in midfield. We can't say rather than is it Lerma who plays in there or Billy, Gosling? Billy. <laughs> Billy, Billy who looks like a llama. Um if it was Lerma and Llama, then that'd be that'd be brilliant rather than Lerma and Billing. But um there's there's not not a dead even if you you just, you just go down to like the, the proper dead cheap players thinking like who could you even have like a lot of people have got Rico, mm. but he's not been playing. He's been on the bench as he the last few games. Um, he's sort of been coming on as like a sub for 15, 20 minutes. And you think, oh, what is Eddie Al doing if he's changing his right back or his left back for Rico? So 
they they need a ship player off us, and we haven't got many ship players left to give them. Um, I mean, we're uh, literally like it's we're literally like a week away from like Key Ravella. Like he's not even that shit. Like he'd probably be their best midfielder. Forgot about him. Uh, um, but I mean, that's it. I mean, we don't like Harry Wilson aside. They could give us forty mil for him, but he's already there. But to fix that, I mean, Nat Phillips. He's only just going, we like like Lovren aside. There's no one we can. There's no one else. We're running out of people. We're running yeah, out of people I mean, to give to. Him. We we could have even flogged Lallana to them, but, you know, we sort of just coming he's, in now and just running around. Use, like a, yeah, he's useful now. <laughs> running around like a loony in, in the FA Cup with all the kids. So, you know, he, and if if you're a Liverpool player like Adam Lallana, for example, whose contract is running down, he's probably going to be on the move in the summer. Why would you move in January? Because mm-hmm. you've got a very, very, very good chance of getting a Premier League medal around your neck in the summer. So, Absolutely. Just, no, no one, no one's, no one's leaving Liverpool. You'd just ride it out, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, maybe we could persuade them to give us fifteen mil for Chiravella if if they want um, Ch- Chiravella, you might fancy his chances of getting five starts for us. <laughs> just at the end when we're in the Champions League, just yeah, he'll, he'll probably get his next couple yeah. of games in the cup run and whatever. But there's nothing a self. Uh, so I'm going to say Southampton because they're on the same place, but there's not on a Bournemouth um, that even excites you. So you fear for them. And it also, I, I've i never actually overly rated Eddie Howe. No, like he, I've, al- I've always, I've always Sean, thought he was a bit, yeah. a bit overhyped. And I, thought I, don't Sean know was the be- I thought Sean Dyche was the better one, to be honest. Oh, um, yeah. I always thought he was doing a much better job at Burnley. Mm-hmm. Right, albeit very unfashionable, but I mean, when you when your like record signing is like Matej Vidra, fair dues. <laughs> um, well, Burnley's got the the what would you call it? The setup that works. Where mm-hmm. If if one player isn't playing, the next player that comes in knows what they've got to do. Where at Bournemouth, if if Wilson mm. isn't playing and you're putting Solanke up there, then he doesn't know what to do. Because he just doesn't. Um, the only decent player I think that they've they've probably got up there is probably Brooks or King, and they're both injured. Um, mm. They've missed David Brooks this season. He, he was yeah, a game really. changer for them last season, and King just keeps getting little niggles, and he, he's he's a threat for them. And if they go down, they will get cherry picked, um, and I don't see them coming back up for a few years because they they will struggle. The the thing is, they do have money. I mean, that that's probably one of the main reasons I thought Dyche was better, is that Bournemouth have spent just quite badly. like Considerably badly. Yeah, I mean, all, all the shit from us, that aside, I mean, Solanke, Jesus, 20, Jesus, uh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, but even then, I mean, Lerma, Lerma's been good for them, but at the same time, I think he was like upwards of 20-odd mil. Um <clears throat> God, I'm still stuck on Solanke. But they've like, Didn't they give us about 12 million for Ibe or something like that? I think it was 20 for Solanke, 15 for Ibe, and like 6 for... What was Brad it? Smith. Brad Smith. That's good even give his bloody day. <laughs> uh, and he's somewhere in... I think he's in Seattle now in, MLS, in the MLS. Yeah, yeah. But like, if you just look through their team, they've not invested in the defence apart from Mahayu mm. the ad anyway. 
yeah. that's probably their downfall. Is he's not really brought anyone. He brought Mepham in from Brentford, was it? Something like that. Um, but their their defense. He couldn't display Steve Cook before he until he got injured. Well, they've got Steve Cook, uh, Francis, Adam Smith, uh, Charlie Daniels, um. Samum's more of a midfielder. Rico's only just got a look in this season because of all the injuries in defence. Yeah, but but these fellas were were probably there when they come up from the championship. And I think I think some were there League One. League One. Yeah. yeah. With all due respect to them, you, you've got to you've got to move with the times. And yeah, the like these lads might get you into the Premier League and keep keep you there for one or two seasons. But you've then got to put quality around them, and you've got to put. Premier League standard players because if these lads brought you up from League One the Championship then they're probably playing at the very very limits for what he can do so he's, he's, he's splashed a lot of cash in, in the attacking force but he's not really strengthened his defence and that may well come back to bite them in the backside when he could potentially go down this season Yeah yeah I mean because Aki will not play in the Championship and then what you're going to come back up with a backline of Francis, Cook, Metham. Record probably bugger off as well, but it doesn't matter. They're not very good. It, it, yeah, there's just problems at that club. There's just problem. I know they've got a lot of injuries, like, as you say, David Brooks, etc. But they've seemingly invested everything into attack and midfield, whereas the defence has just simply been neglected. It really has. Um, and having Pickford Jr. in goals. I'm not sure about that one either. <sighs> Yeah, he's 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 questionable. You could say we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Um. Other. Pro- this is probably the best of the bad bunch. I mean, <laughs> I'll discount. I'll, I'll say better than Everton for now. But Brighton, um, Brighton are a weird team. I think it's fair to say they're obviously the uh, transition under Graham Potter, complete opposite of uh, what Chris Hutton was. I know we're halfway through the season now. Um. But they are seemingly a very interesting team, but I'm not sure about FPL assets. I mean, I'd probably gamble on someone like Neil Mopai just for the good fixtures. I mean, Aston Villa at home, considering what Man City just did to him. Then Bournemouth away. We've just talked about Bournemouth. West Ham away, can't, still can't defend. Watford at home, probably tough. Sheffield United away, very tough. And then Crystal Palace at home. So it's not not all playing sailing, but there's, there is probably... Six decent fixtures there, maybe except maybe maybe not Sheffield. Uh, maybe five out of six, I'd probably say there. Um, anyone from uh, Brighton that you fancy? Um, I could have Matt Ryan if you if you're looking for a, a cheaper goalie. He's four point nine at the moment, so yeah, he's not that's a good shot. He's not there cheap, but he gets a lot of save points, doesn't he? Um, and they do keep the occasional clean sheet, so. That's that's probably up there, and uh, ooh, I I like to look at Trossard as a player, but he doesn't really get a start every week. Um, at five point eight as well, he's probably a bit more better value knocking around in in the midfield that you could get for him. Um, Opai five point nine probably stands out. Mm-hmm. Um. There's not a lot, maybe. I think I had Montoya for a short spell in the season when he was just a cheap defender just to have his... Maybe, if if you've seen, like, 
they're playing Aston Villa at home, you'd probably think Brighton are maybe good for the clean sheet there. So you'd, you'd lash Montoya in, whereas Sheffield United go to the Emirates. So you think, well, that might not be a clean sheet for Lundstrom. So that would be the change you'd make. Um, Webster, he's playing left-back, I think it is, for them. Big uh, right, six, right back, I think. Is it right back? It's like yeah. six foot six or something like that. Oh, he's no, that, that, that's Burn. That's Burn. Oh, is it Burn? He's, he's injured at the minute. I was going to recommend Bernardo, because I think Burn did something. I think he's out for the season, if I remember correctly. Um, but Bernardo's uh, 4.3, and he's probably a bit more naturally attacking than Burn. So he might be, he might be worth a gamble, but. <laughs> their their rotation it's like pepesque so god knows yeah and, and, and that's why I, I just genuinely don't know some of these players you see the names and you just sort of kind of try and put the pieces together um is it dunk is obviously the mm-hmm. the more frequent starter out of those yeah. I think two Web- centre-halves Web- webster and dunk are probably the ones to build around i'd, I'd say they have yeah <sighs> So there's not there's not a lot else there in in terms of what what you could be interested in even in the attacking lineup you you wouldn't have money because he doesn't play so yeah maybe just maybe Mope he's got eighty one points so he's obviously doing something like this season mm. um, but they're, they're a weird team they they'll be happy if they finish thirteenth that'll that'll please them and just move on to next season but. They're slightly one level ahead of Bournemouth in terms of that they're investing all over the team and they might not be buying overall Premier League quality, but they're buying enough to sort of get them by each season. Mm. Most importantly, they have not bought Dom Zelanke for 20 million offers. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be the name of the pod. The Dom Zelanke pod. Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, Yeah, I think I'd I'd agree with you. More pies, the probably the one who stands out concerning the fixtures that I mentioned. Um I mean for me, we're gonna talk about Everton quickly, but I think we can we can name the names there. Um we can skim over this very quickly. Yes, uh but yeah I think more more pie uh, I'm sick of Calvert Lewin already, so I might I might bring more pie in for Calvert Lewin. Um I think that'll be the better long term until I get pissed off and use my wild card in the next couple of weeks obviously um so yeah i mean everton i mean we discussed it last week you, we've both got richarlison he's their one good player we keep saying calvert lewin stopped scoring since i brought him in um i can't be asked with that anymore so i'll allow him to start scoring again when i get rid of him um because it does not affect us whatsoever Dina, I think he got an assist recently if i remember correctly and sadibi is is decent i mean is it just Richarlison for you? I mean, yeah, I've gone off everyone else because it's Everton. Yeah. Um, frighteningly, 109,000 people have transferred Richarlison in this week, so I don't think our little sneaky points are work that we got last week on him. I think everyone's now realised that Everton have got a nice run of fixtures and he's the only goal threat, really, from them. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot else there. I think we, we touched a couple of times on a couple of Everton players. Sadiq would be maybe Wob, but he's not really getting any assists. He's just playing mm. further forward. He's just like... I mean, he's 5.4. I mean, it's not, he's not he's exactly not, a bad No. Mm. He's not there cheap. Um, I think Holgate is, is still starting at the back, I think, for Yeah, he's 4.4. Four. He's 4.4. Four. He's probably, if you're looking for the... 
I think we pretty much said this last week. If you're looking if for you're the looking, bargain, he's he's probably he's the one. one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, the, the, I'm sure I saw a quote actually that cat, that Angelotti said. Oh, all three of my centre backs are the same, are the same level, so I'll just rotate them whenever. <laughs> Which is a, it's a good sign. Says it all, doesn't it? Really? Uh, yeah, there's there's not a lot there apart from the fact that they have actually got a, a little decent run of fixtures over the next three or four weeks. But then after that, it's horrendous. Yeah, they've sort of got that run that they had in December. They've got again in February and March. So when you get to the end of Feb, the go the Emirates, then the United at home, then they go to Chelsea, then they host us at home. They have a week off when they go to Norwich, then they host Leicester, then they go to Spurs. So if you have got any Everton players, maybe the next three or four weeks is worth having them and then seriously transfer Jeez. them up by middle of Feb because that's when they're about to lose their absolute minds. And also... Sea of red, though. It ties in nicely with when Liverpool are probably going to wrap up the league. So, if you have got a wife who or a relative who's married to an Everton fan, I would recommend they get into a nice padded bedroom and lock the door. <laughs> plan, uh, plan your holiday accordingly. <laughs> yeah, because this city will be absolutely hilarious if we win the title and Everton are on like a six-game losing streak, which is more than possible with them. Um, they're going to lose their shit anyway when we win the league because they're, they're just Everton and that's what they are. But you just seen what our kids done to them and they, they went on a, a small little protest down to Finch Farm and wanted answers to questions. And then last night they were trying to vote out Michael, is it Mar- Marcel Brands? Yeah. Off the, off the board and <laughs> the board, the board re-voted against it and put them back in. So, all is not well at the F. Um, it's good to see. You love it. Uh, FBL-wise, get Richarlison for four weeks, then bin him, because he ain't going to get many goals after that. This will be his little streak, I think, of three or four games when he'll probably rack up about 40, 50 points across these next four or five weeks, and then then that's it for him. He'll be done. Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We've we've both got Richarlison for a reason, really. Um, we're a bit over an hour now, but we'll uh, finish on transfers. I mean, you, you've already gone for your wild card. Uh, any, I mean, whilst we've been pawning anyone that tickles your fancy, Just... um, I might change to on you. Maybe mm. I'll have a little gander around because I've got my wild card after. I can sort of play around and see what I can get. Um. But yeah, as it stands, I think I've I've made five, but three of them are only the one like into me actual start and eleven. Um, Grealish, Firmino. Oh no, that's it. Got them. <laughs> Grealish and Firmino. The other three are on the bench because Dini is actually on my bench at the moment. But mm. I might. Tottenham are bad. <laughs> Tottenham are bad. Um, I think it's pos- possibly a top-up between Grealish and Deeney because they're away at Brighton. Um, unless Villa can somehow dig out a four within the next 24, 48 hours and bring them in. I think I might just put Deeney in for Grealish and leave it at that. Um, yeah, no one else. Maybe Sionchu if I can 
if I can find a reasonable price defender who I think might actually do some business. But for now, I'm quite happy with where I stand. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I've I've done my transfer. I've got uh, I got rid of Pope for McCarthy because, as we kept kept alluding to, Burnley have kind of imploded. Um, I might do one more. Um, Calvert Lewin, as I mentioned just then, is starting to annoy me. Um, uh, so I've got a budget of six free. Uh, I'm I might just go with Morpa, To be honest, I don't. Hmm. There's not too much. I mean, AU, yeah, Crystal Palace, and they've just got Torsen, so he might he might get moved about. He might get Del- Palace away at Man City as well. This yeah, week. I just I just realised that Delafeu might be a bit of a gamble. Um, and I mean Tottenham at home. I just kind of told you to play, but it's not it's not what you want to bring somebody in for. Um, but there's not loads around this price range. Hmm. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I might just keep Calvert Lewin for a week rather than get a minus. You know, do the sensible. And they're they're at West Ham, uh, who we just slagged off for an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm going to be sensible. I'm just going to keep the one transfer. Um. So yeah, it's it's definitely not me, but have fun. <laughs> um. Captain picks. Uh. Quickly. Do Who have you got your eye on, Jay? It's between two. It's between Sadio Mane because Liverpool are at home, and I always go to Liverpool play when we play at home. Or Kevin De Bruyne at home to Palace. Uh, he got two assists, I think it was the weekend, but he only played sixty odd minutes, so he should be relatively fresh in Kevin De Bruyne mm-hmm. terms. Um, you'd like to think the points are there for him to win, but. I think I'll just go with Mane because we owe United an absolute drumming and why not make it now? Interesting. I just hate this fixture so much so I'm going to avoid I'm going to avoid Salah for mine. Um Yeah, I mean it's on it's on De Bruyne from last week. It's probably the most tempting fixture to be honest. Burnley for Vardy, um people might be put off after the last few weeks. So I might go with him. I mean if I want to get spicy, oh God, I almost said Son there. God, why would I even say that? Um, yeah, it's my my team is not not the most fun, really. <laughs> I think I might go Vardy. Just I'm gonna guess that he'll not be top this week like he was last week. So I'll go Vardy. Yeah, I'd imagine anyone who's got City players are gonna. Jump on the captain mm. seats for them, aren't they? And yeah, I forgot Aguero got a hat trick. We should have really talked about him, but I'd have, nah. to, I'd have to redo my whole team to get him in, really. Ah, Sodom. I yeah. mean, you know, had Suarez have been here at the same time that Aguero had been here, then I think Suarez would have outscored him. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing about Aguero. I think, but I think I know we're only going to touch short in it, but I think, you know. As good as he he really is good, I mean, you'd you'd expect him to score that many goals with the players he's got around him. Mm. I think this is probably the first time he's been undisputedly the best striker in the league, though. That's the weird thing. I know we've kind of gone off on a tangent, but you think early part of his career, Van Persie was on his peak, then Suarez was on his peak in uh, Liverpool, uh, then Harry Kane had his... Day. 
yeah, his, his couple <laughs> his couple years. It's it's probably it's probably the first time he's been undisputedly the best striker in the league. Because I mean, Harry Kane's a donkey now. Obama Yang's won pretty much. Just I know he's got an unbelievable scoring record, but he's not well rounded. And um, yeah, other than that, there's not too much in it. And Vard Vardy's pretty much. Obama, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's a that's a different podcast I had. Um, so yeah, I'm going with Vardy and Jay's going with Mane. Um, so yeah, thank you everyone for listening. If you want to send us your teams and stuff like that, I mean, there's a thing on Discord for it, or you know, you know our Twitter's by now because we're <laughs> this is where the show's tweeting. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>